And welcome again to another Pogo podcast, where we explore current events through the lens of good government. My name is Ari Goldberg. The question we're asking today, and hopefully answering, is this. If public lands really are owned by the American people, shouldn't we as taxpayers get our fair share of profits from gas, oil, and minerals that companies are pulling out of the ground and then selling on global markets? Mia Steinle thinks so. She's an investigator here at Pogo who spends her time tracking the natural resources that companies extract from public lands. And she looks at whether or not the federal government is getting taxpayers good bang for the buck. Hey, Mia, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Okay, you just published a piece on pogo.org listing the top five reforms the Obama administration has made over the past eight years when it comes to this issue of natural resource extraction. Before we get to what those are, I just want you to briefly explain how this whole process of drilling on federal lands works. Sure. So the process varies a bit from commodity to commodity, but basically a company will usually lease public land from the federal government. Then after the company extracts the oil, gas, or coal from the public land, it pays royalties back to the federal government. The government then distributes these royalties to the U.S. Treasury, to conservation funds, and then back to the states. And often the states use this money to fund schools and roads and other public amenities. So ultimately, the American people really are benefiting from this. So it sounds like a good system. Uh, uh, What's problematic about it that it needs to be reformed? So what makes the system so complicated is that there are so many stakeholders in play. We have companies who are trying to make money. We have the public who has to deal with the actual effects of extraction that happens in their communities and in their backyards. And then we have the government who's supposed to be stewarding the land on the public's behalf. And what makes it complicated is that it's the government's main priority, or it should be their main priority, uh, to work in the public interest and not just keep the industry happy. And that's not always the case. Mm. So let's get to your article then. Um, One of the most significant achievements over the past eight years seems to be the termination of something called the Royalty in Kind program. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Um, So the Interior Department created the Royalty in Kind program in 1997, and what it did was it allowed companies to pay royalties in the form of actual oil and gas rather than money. Um, What we found, though, is that the program was a mess right from the beginning. Um, The government's own internal watchdogs said that it was basically functioning on the honor system, where the government was just trusting the companies that they were paying the correct amounts. Um, at the time, that's that's. I'm just going to interrupt you. That that's pretty crazy. I mean, just you know, as the father of uh, many small children, the honor system breaks down just in my house. I can't imagine it on a federal government level <laughs> when we're talking with tens of billions of dollars. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Um, and so, at the time, Interior was also notoriously chummy with the companies it was supposed to be overseeing. Um, and this made us here at Pogo question whether Interior was actually working uh, in the public interest and getting all the money that it should have been getting. Uh, so we were instrumental here in calling for the end of the Royalty in Kind program, which finally happened in 2009. Unfortunately, by that point, we had probably already lost billions of dollars worth of money that should have been going back to the American people. Mm. You also wrote that the uh, Obama administration has overhauled the oil, gas, and coal regulations for the first time uh, in decades. Can you talk about that? So that was a really notable change because the oil, gas, and coal regulations really hadn't been majorly changed since 1989, which is about two years after I was born. Right, that's when the the (laughs) Berlin Wall came down. Yes, so, you know, just a little while ago. 
Um, and in particular in these regulations, there was this one loophole uh, that allowed coal companies to underpay the government. So what they would do is that they would pay royalties based on sales they made to subsidiary companies. And these sales were very inexpensive, so the royalty payments were inexpensive. Then they would turn around and sell the coal to an unaffiliated company for a huge profit and not have to pay any royalties on it. So the exciting thing about this regulation is that it closes that loophole. It means that companies can no longer do that. Okay, so let's move from that good news to some some bad or at least some worrying news. Um, and by the way, I just want to pause and say that, that Mia's full list of uh, the top five reforms and the top five challenges should be attached to this uh, podcast online. Um, so moving now to some, some troubling news, let's talk about the reforms that are either in the process of happening or need to happen. What would you tell the next president is the most urgent thing that needs to be done? So it's really hard to pick the most urgent thing. But one thing that has always stood out to me and to Pogo in general as being particularly egregious is this hard rock mining law. So when oil, gas, and coal companies extract minerals from public lands, they have to pay a royalty on it. But there's this category of commodities known as hard rock minerals that companies don't have to pay any royalties on. So this includes things like gold, iron, silver, copper, uranium, really valuable minerals. And the government's basically been giving away these minerals for free since the 19th century. Um, So we would love to see a royalty instituted on hard rock minerals to stop this giveaway of public resources. And and why is this giveaway happening? I mean, is there, I wonder if there's a powerful lobby that's standing in the way, or, uh, or if it's just the lack of public awareness that this is happening? I think it's a bit of both. There's a real lack of public awareness about hard rock minerals. You know, even when I speak to other people in our good government community, they're always shocked to find out that these companies aren't paying any royalties at all. And I also think that there are some forces, particularly in Western states, where Congress people don't want to upset the hard rock mining industry, for instance, the gold industry, uh, because it's very profitable and they don't want to scare off those companies by instituting a royalty. But of course, it would be the fair thing to do. Wow, so if the people in uh, the good government community are often shocked by this information, it's really no surprise that the rules haven't changed since the 19th century. As taxpayers, it's our money and I hope we can begin paying attention. Mia Steinle, thank you so much for being here. Thank you again for having me. Mia is one of our best investigators here at the Project on Government Oversight. This Pogo podcast was produced by Yulia Giorgio and features the music of Bombadil. For more information about us, visit pogo.org and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.